Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert. You know, people who would come and hear my band would completely recognize me singing that. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. They knew it was <laughs> yeah. you. Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool. So but that's you, how it started. And then you did Dairy Queen. <laughs> yep. You did well, you did quite a few. Yeah. Did yeah. you do McDonald's? I did McDonald's. I did that one out of Chicago. Yeah. Um, and then I did a you know, a bunch of like General Mills was uh all of their stuff was based here. So I did a lot of cereal commercials oh, and wow. Nature Valley granola. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you, could you still sing the McDonald's jingle that you sang? Oh. Mary Jane Alm, a big special show coming up here at the Chanhassen uh, Dinner Theaters. Uh, 50 years, I can't believe it, in the music business. And we're going to talk to her today on my first concert. It's being brought to you by AquariusHomeServices.com. Here from the AquariusHomeServices.com studio. By Propane, UCARE, StarBank.net, our bank here at Doc North, and ChanhassenDT.com, by the way. Mary Jane, thank you for coming in. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Great to see you, too. I'm not used to seeing you without watching you sing. And, and <laughs> it wasn't long ago that I saw the Rumors and Dreams show right. again. And uh, oh, I'm going to ask you about that because uh, Christine McVie, I know, was an influence on you. But yes. let me ask you this. The title of the show is My First Concert. What was your first concert? Well, my first concert was Jethro Tull. Oh, boy. I was a flute major um, and, you know, played flute from the time I was in probably fourth grade. I was so fascinated by him and and how he used the flute and, you know, what was, I, it was considered metal, <laughs> you know, yeah, back isn't then. That something? Yeah, so that was my first show was... Was seeing Jethro Tull. Wow, Aqualung. <laughs> you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't expect that probably from me. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess I wasn't thinking of that. But the flute makes sense. Mm -hmm. Where was that? Do you remember where that was? Um, it was at the uh, the stadium that was that's where the Mall of America is now. Oh, the, Met um, Center. Met Center. Yep. Wow. Yep. How was the sound? Do you remember that, or were you just enthralled? At it oh, when I just you know I I don't think I would have known the difference. <laughs> I was just so. <laughs> enthralled with being and it was just so you know massive amounts of people and it was like nothing i had this mankato girl had ever seen <laughs> before wow so yeah, yeah that was a med center was always attracting uh the big acts i'm trying to think of other flutes you know to take a flute and put it in metal mm -hmm. was so unusual and they made it work um I think the Marshall Tucker band yes. used the flute a lot, didn't they? Uh huh. And Firefall, it was another band back in the seventies, I think, that used flute. Yeah. And uh, you know, a lot of like Carol King had some beautiful flute solos in some of her music, and and you uh, through the years have played with a lot of big acts, haven't you? We have. Um, we opened oh. for a lot of bands, you know, back in the day. Among those. Who 
Well, my favorite one was the Judds, and I was always a big Judds fan. And so many times you would do these opening acts and and you'd be so excited to meet the big stars and they wouldn't even get out of their bus, you know. (laughs) But the Judds, we were at Orchestra Hall and they, you know, came to our sound check and they were so gracious and invited us to have dinner with them in their you know, space and stood on the, you know, in the wings for our whole set and gave us a big shout out. It was just lovely. They were, they couldn't have been nicer. So that was my favorite. Yeah. And, and Winona's voice. Oh my gosh. Special. Amazing. Still amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They made an impact. I think I did one of the very first interviews. Did did. you really? Yeah. With mom and daughter and they could not have been more fun. Just how you would expect them to be. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. So who else did you open up for among some of the names? Uh, well, we played We Fest for a few years oh, in a sure. row. And yes, so they you were, did. you know, we were on the same stage as Willie Nelson and um, uh, Tanya Tucker. And, you know, the list just goes on and on. Marshall Tucker. And um, we were just always so thrilled to be doing that show and lots of other outdoor shows. We opened for Marie Osmond, which was not the best experience. Oh, really? We, um, it was, there was a snowstorm and she had a big Nashville star was supposed to be her opening act. And there was a big snowstorm. He couldn't make it in. So our agent called me and asked if we could open, which we were thrilled to do. We drove through horrible weather to get there <laughs> and we did our set and apparently Marie Osmond was having a fit in her dressing room because she had a thing in her a clause in her contract that said no female vocalist oh my. could open for her so we were kind of rushed out of there oh, wow. <laughs> after we were done <laughs> um, and we opened for Jerry Jeff Walker which was that was another really interesting one because kind of chaotic with well the- he was he was so drunk that yeah. he couldn't, you know, we were su- supposed to be done with our set. And then they told us to keep going because he <laughs> wasn't, and we had done like our big closing, yeah. you know, number. And we had, and it's like, oh, well, I guess we're going to play for a little while longer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Jerry Jeff, yeah, you never knew what was going to happen. No, I know it. Yeah. And, yeah. Because his crowd was kind of a unique crowd, yep. too, usually. Yeah. Very loyal. Very loyal and, and very boisterous. Were you nervous the first time that you had to open up for a a star? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really nervous. And that was um, at a place called Doc Holidays, and the band was asleep at the wheel. Oh, boy. And um, it it was, that was just so much fun. I love that. That venue was just a great venue. And the uh, owner of Doc Holidays sent me roses because he knew it was my first time opening for somebody. Oh, wow. It was when I was in a band called City Mouse out of Mankato. And uh, the lead guy, I can't think of his name. Ray. Ray. Ray it's Ray. It's Big say, Ray, I know that. Ray, yeah, I was going to say Ray <laughs> Stevens, but that's somebody yeah. else. Ray. Uh, anyway, he ate my roses. <laughs> yeah, I left my roses on stage and he just decided to you know, he just grabbed him and ate him. <laughs> <So. laughs> well, I guess I've never, 
I've never no. explored eating roses before. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's memorable. Yeah. Gosh, all I'm trying to think is Ray's last name, but I know because Asleep at the Wheel was kind of a fun, another fun really, band. Really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Uh, but you've played all the all genres of music. You know what I want to ask you about when we come back, Mary Jane, is the concert series at Chanhassen has become quite popular. And that's really an understatement. But I'm told by a very good source in Michael Brindisi, the artistic director, that you were the impetus for that. And I, and, and I want to ask you about that. Right. I know you'd be humble about it, but I also, if, if he tells me that you got it going, <laughs> I, you got it going. Hey, uh, the show this morning is brought to you by uh, great people at uh, Propane. Now, this is an interesting item, and I just want you to listen up to this because I don't know if you're prepared for power outages at your home or business. But the North American Electric Reliability Corporation has issued its highest alert ever. And that's the Minnesota Propane Propane Association would like you to know that installing a propane generator will ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. And the same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home. I don't know if you thought about that. On-site stored energy independent of the grid. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business will also reduce the size and cost of a generator as well. So just think about it, where you can run all your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. It's reliable, it's affordable, it's safe. It's propane, the energy for everyone. To find out more about generators and propane appliances, it's really easy. And you're going to learn a lot, a lot of things to find out at propane.com. Dave Lee here with Mary Jane Alm. Okay, Mary Jane, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater Concert Series has become a great venue here in the Metro, and it's only getting more popular. A lot of sellouts out there. You, Your shows are normally sold out. It's got to get tickets early. Tell me about the idea when you sat down with Michael Brindisi and, and, and you thought something like this could work. Well, there there was a, a band that's, that's still a force, um, doing tribute shows called the Fabulous Armadillos yeah. out of St. Cloud. Right. And they were doing some tribute shows in uh, a theater, uh, maybe a little smaller than the Fireside, and selling out, you know, f- four or five nights a week, a year in advance doing these tribute shows. And in my head, I, I thought, boy, you know, somebody should do that in the Twin Cities. And I got a call from... Um, from Solvig, the general manager at at Chan, and she she was asking if my band would want to come and play the smaller the club room, and I said, yeah, you know, we could do that, but I have a better idea. Would I be able to meet with you guys because I've got something that I think you you might really like? And so she got Michael and Michelle and Tam and um, and Solvig, and we met. And I just said, you know, you've got the perfect demographic to do this. And, um, you know, the fireside is like the perfect size venue. And what do you think? And they, their eyes got big and they were like, that's a great idea. And I said, but you have to have Rumors and Dreams be the first one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Rumors and Dreams was the first tribute show to be uh, in that room and and you know then you know they realized they needed a bigger sound system and they had a wonderful sound system designed by Peter Greenland for that room and um, Sue Berger has designed beautiful light system and there's not a bad seat in the house no. and it's such a great 
it's it's intimate and yet it's big enough to feel like it's a you know a a bona fide concert and you know i just can't tell you how much we all the whole music community loves playing there and they they now 12 or 13 years later whatever it is um have just wonderful tribute shows and you know i said you're just going to have to be careful because everybody's going to want to do this and everybody does yeah (laughs) so I'm, i'm thinking they probably have to turn down you know a bunch of them but there's we have um an Everly Brothers tribute coming up 11 and 12 of August, and that's a great show. And then Rumors and Dreams, four nights, 23rd through 26th in August. And tickets are already really selling well for, for that. Oh, and yeah. there's a Dave Matthews tribute coming up, and there's a Michael Jackson. I mean, it's just such a variety ABBA and, you know, <laughs> um, uh, Garth Brooks and... It's just it's just wonderful. And it's for our generation, we're the generation that just loved music and loved going out to hear music. Yeah. And this is a place where people can go and the parking is free and you can have dinner if you want. And, you know, you don't have to be in a smoky, crowded bar like we always used to do. Oh, yeah. You played plenty of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. it, it was a, it's a fantastic idea. I guess just, you know, as a fan, the sound quality is what first blew me away the first time I went in there. I, th- I think I've seen you in Rumors and Dreams two or three times, mm. um, and it is fabulous. And one of your favorites, judging by what you've said on stage, is Christine McVie, was yeah. Christine McVie. yeah. And you sing, you sing her parts. Pamela will do the Stevie Nicks stuff, right? Right. And then, uh, I mean, it, it you, it's everybody's matched up perfectly. It's uh, a really, um, it's a really fun show to do, and we, we really thought we'll do this show like this one run, you know, which was in St. Cloud, and that would be it. And twelve years later, here we are, yeah. still, you know, doing that show, and it just everybody. Every chair has the exact right person in it, you know, from the drummer to the keyboard to the, you know, Jeff Angholm doing Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, he's really yeah, good. It's just, it's such a treat to do that show. It's uh, Rumors and Dreams, so if you get a chance, I would see it. In fact, as long as Mary Jane mentioned it, I'm going to, I can give you those uh, dates. Of course, she's doing her songs and stories from 50 Years of Music here at the end of July, July 29th and 30th. Uh, if that's not sold out as we talk here, it, it will be soon. I know that. Uh, it's very close to the last time I checked. Uh, tribute to Dave Matthews Band. That's August 4th and 5th. That's a Friday and Saturday. The Magic Carpet Ride, the music of San Francisco, 1967, is on Sunday, August 6th. If you could read my mind, obviously, that's a uh, tribute to Gordon Lightfoot. Thursday, August 10th, you got uh, Forever Everly, the music of the Everly Brothers, Sunday, August 13th. And um, Bread Alone, there's a one for bread. There's one for... Uh, tribute to the Cars. There's one coming up. Uh, a tribute to the great vocal duos, Legends of Country, uh, Country Roads. I mean, uh, that's music of John Denver, obviously. Uh, there's a U2 one in September called Vertigo, uh, and that's uh, Sunday, September 10th. There's a tribute to Joe Cocker, which I would love to see, called Feeling All Right. Uh, the tribute to the Eagles, I know, is very popular. Yes. It's almost a week long. That yep. thing sells out. But I would, again, go to ChanhassenDT.com and get tickets, get the schedule, and then also check out what's happening on the main stage, Jersey Boys, 
has been an enormous hit. I have oh, not seen one even lukewarm review on that. They're all great. Such a great show. It's just yeah. wonderful. Let me ask you this, though, before I ask you about um, uh, a couple other things. And that, you've seen music now from your your days as the Mary Jane Alm Band, where you're doing your stuff, you're doing some original stuff, you've got albums out that we know about. Now you see this conversion by people, fans, the tributes are really popular. Did you see that coming? When did this happen? I don't well, know. You know, I I think it's really interesting, and I feel timing-wise, like I was just really fortunate to be where I was in the you know history of Minnesota music because when I first started for the first at least 20 or 30 years, there were so many music venues and so many clubs that, and like I like we were, we were saying before, my generation loved to go hear music. Right. So all of these bars were just packed with people dancing and having fun. And, um, and we did a lot of originals and we did some covers and, um, I'm just somebody who just loves great songs mm -hmm. and, uh, always a real variety of things. And, um, and then that sort of shifted and I, was really lucky also to be in this town when the jingle business was at its peak. You did a lot of jingles. I did a yeah. lot of jingles, yeah. which was great. And then now, you know, I happen to be <laughs> right here when this tribute, and, and it's not just in Minneapolis, it's, it's, you know, nationally, if not globally, this tribute show thing is really, um, is really you know, pretty much at the forefront of what's going on. And it's great because it is it it has really helped those of us in the in the music industry to to keep working and mm -hmm. to do music we love and music we grew up on. And um at a time when there really aren't nearly as many places to play your own music. Right. That's know? changed has yes, dramatically. Yes. And then COVID took out, I mean, for musicians, right. that was just horrible. Yep. So yeah, it's great to be back on stage. Let, you know, uh, you were shy at one time, right? Oh, very yes. shy. <laughs> very. Um, but you formed the Mary Jane Alm Band. And I told you before we started that I was with a friend the other day and I'd mentioned that I was going to see you and oh, he, he, he's going ballistic about it. <laughs> Because Mary Jane Alm Band was one of those bands that we would want to run to see wherever you were, right? I mean, you had a great, as you know, uh, a, a wonderful following. But as someone who's shy, someone who's very quiet at the time, uh, who's musically inclined, how did you get the idea to start the band? And tell me about the origins of the Mary Jane Alm Band. Well, I, I grew up in Mankato, which, believe it or not, was a hotbed of talent and music. And uh, the drinking age was 18. Yeah. And <laughs> I that. so I could get in to, you <laughs> yeah. know, see some just fabulous musicians. And um, I I was in, in a band called City Mouse out of Mankato, mm -hmm. which is, um, it is actually still going and still sounding great out wow. of Mankato. And, uh, and then, you know, we, we sort of wanted to do a little bit of a different type of music, some of us in the band, and we decided to just kind of form our own band. And, you know, I actually was really uncomfortable calling it the Mary Jane Alm Band. And, you know, 
I just kind of went along with it. But our our agent at the time was like, well, this is going to bring people out because mm-hmm. there really aren't very many bands with female, you know, front people back then. And um, so that's kind of how that happened. But I honestly, you know, I don't think I said anything on stage between <laughs> songs for you know, probably decades. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither does Bob Dylan. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. They're a good company. And how much did you work? Oh my gosh. I worked so much. There was, I was just thinking on my way here, uh, you know, lots of weeks where it would be four and five nights a week. There was one run where I did 27 nights in a row <laughs> and I just, I, you know, it was a big mistake because I lost my voice on the 27th show in the middle of the show, you know, just, just too, too much for anybody to sing that, yeah. you know, many nights. Well, then just to show. have a balance when you're, yeah. when you're not, cause you're, you're, you're working late night hours. Right, right. Right. And, you know, we traveled all over the five state area. Oh, and- yeah. Well, you were big. I mean, that band was red hot. <laughs> and- you know, and I think going to, when you're performing at We Fest, I remember, uh, when we fest began, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to the organizer. I don't remember their names, but um, they came to. Uh, they were talking to us about promoting this event at Detroit Lakes, and and I thought it was really cool. But I thought, ah, I I don't see how this. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I mean, we go. I go there to play t- baseball tournaments and softball tournaments, and it's a good time then. But a music fest three. I don't know. So when they when you were one of the first ones to get on the bill there. What were your thoughts, or did you just say, "Well, here we go"? I, I don't. You don't think that much. Well, about we just kind of thought it was just another. You know, we did a lot of outdoor, you know, festivals back yeah. then, and we thought it was just going to be another mm-hmm. outdoor festival. But it was huge. Like right away, it was, it was just huge, and they had a whole section for campers, and people would come and camp for the whole yeah. you know, time, and and they had food vendors and. Um, they they really did it right, and they had spectacular acts. Yes, you know, country yeah, acts. from day one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and then of course you got that, that's gorgeous lake country. So yes, that lake places, yes. but man, it, yeah. that turned into something. Yeah, so. it sure did. did it's still did you, going. Did you enjoy doing the outdoor music festivals? I loved it. I just loved it. I still really love playing outside, except those those days that are like nearing a hundred degrees. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> <Yeah>. tricky. <clears throat> but we've been really lucky this year. Every outdoor show we've done is the weather has been beautiful. So Yeah, it has been yeah. really nice this summer so far. When we come back, I want to go back to your jingle work. If, okay. if we can. I just want to explore <laughs> that a little bit. She's Mary Jane Alm. And it is brought to you by StarBank.net. That's our bank here at TalkNorth.com, by the way. Uh, go to our website. You'll see all sorts of podcasts on there as well. A lot of sports podcasts, too. Good stuff. A lot of talent there that you can uh, listen to. And StarBank is the bank that Talk North uses. And it's great. And I just encourage you to get your loan needs met over there at StarBank because it's family-owned. Still is. It started out that way years and years and years ago with one bank. Now they have 10 throughout the state of Minnesota, including right here in the metro. And it's still the family. And they're very good. You're not going to go into an automated phone system. They're going to answer the phone with real people. You don't have to worry about a hold time on that. When you walk into the bank, there's a really good chance they will get to know you after your first trip. And I would say on the reverse that you'll get to know them pretty well. Should you go in the bank? Now, we always all used to do that. Now we're doing our uh, banking on our phones and things. And they have all that technology. 
but they kind of like it when you come in. And you know what? I think it's kind of fun to go back in there and just uh, shoot the breeze with them, get to know them, and whether it's a business loan you need or ag operating or equipment loan, I don't know, whatever it is in the banking world, they can handle it. And then the, the turnaround time is really quick. They're good. They're just great at what they do. I'd call your local Star Bank branch today, and I'd stop in at your convenience and just visit with them. And if you're thinking long, say, yeah, I'd like to work with like this family-owned business. Kind of takes you back in time a little bit. Loans are subject to a loan application approval. Starbank.net. They got all the high-tech stuff you need. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Mary Jane Alm, nice enough to join us here. Dave, along with Davide, our engineer uh, and producer. Uh, Mary Jane, let me ask you about the jingle business, because a lot of people may not realize they heard your voice on a number of jingles. <laughs> so let's go back to how that began and then what were the kind of jingles you were doing? Well, my first uh, my first really big jingle in the Twin Cities was for the um, Minneapolis Transit for the bus. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned and the guy who was producing is a guy named Dale Menton, who was very... Um, well known to me because he was from my hometown and he was in a group called the gestures which had a big hit back in the 60s and so he was he was sort of you know one of the big producers of jingles and so i went in an audition and they wanted it to be like ricky lee jones danny's all-star joint which i did in my band and so it was really easy for me to just kind of you know, take what he had written and make it Ricky Lee Jones. And I got the jingle and it was called Around Here We Take the Bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually just found it on YouTube. It's it's on YouTube. You can find it. And, um, and boy, they played that thing so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, people who would come and hear my band would completely recognize me singing that oh song. really yeah okay. knew it was <laughs> yeah. You. yep yep that's pretty cool so but that's you, how it started and then you did dairy queen <laughs> yep. you did well you did quite a few yeah of them. did yeah. you mcdonald's i did mcdonald's i did that one out of chicago yeah um and then i did a you know a bunch of like general mills was uh all of their stuff was based here so i did a lot of cereal commercials oh, and wow. nature valley granola no kidding. <laughs> yeah wow did you could you still sing the mcdonald's jingle that you sang oh do you remember what it was it's For changed s- through the years yeah, I can't remember what that one was. It wasn't have it your way. All I can it wasn't and all I can think of is we treat you right. <laughs> that was Dairy Queen, <laughs> which is four words and there were four singers. You cannot believe how hard it was to sing those four words with the exact same you know, consonants and vowel sounds. And so it didn't come out like we tweet mm-hmm. you right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, I think that jingle took as long as any other jingle and it was just four words. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. And, and of course that was in the day and, and Davide is a sound engineer, our producer here. And so you can mix in, but that was probably before, before they were using computers to mix. Oh yeah. And editing was, uh, I mean, just in the business I did, if, if you screwed up an edit, you screwed up the tape. Yes. You know, I mean, physically. I still remember, uh, you know, engineers walking around with, you know, tape around their <laughs> around their arm and they had their razor blade and yeah. they would, that's how they would edit is yeah. is literally cut the tape and, and tape it together. And 
So yeah, and if and if you didn't tape right or cut it right, or you had a dull blade. Yeah, and there was no, um, you know, pitch correction. You actually no. had to be able to sing in tune back then. <laughs> but if you got paid per session or per hour, you didn't yeah. mind if they had you oh, come my, back, did yeah, you? Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, that had to be. Uh, did you know anything about that business before you got that first call? Nothing. Wow. And I will never forget. I I did a jingle kind of early on. Um, for crispy wheats and raisins and Billy Barber was the producer. And I got my first group of residual checks and they came in a manila envelope and there were like 20 of these checks <laughs> and they were like $1,200, 800. And I'm just, I'm like, what? <laughs> Wrong address. I could yeah. not believe it. And so Early in those days, I saved up all my jingle money because I was really making enough, you know, singing to pay all my bills. And that's how I financed um, my first record, Prisoner of the Heart. Wow. And how so cool was that? P- took all my money and, and did that <laughs> and did that album. And you had the discipline to do that. <clears throat> I yeah, mean, that, I guess. <laughs> that must have been all those years of music lessons. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, with the flute, I'm going to guess. We're going to win twins. Yep. You're on that, aren't you? I'm on that too. And then, and we actually went and sang, uh, we sang the the anthem, the group who did that, we're going to win twins theme. And we sang the theme at the baseball game, which was really fun. David Byrne and the Talking Heads. Can I ask you about that when we come back? She is Mary Jane Alm, uh, celebrating 50 years, if you can believe it, in the business. Doesn't seem like that, but it goes fast, and especially when you're keeping busy like she is. And I'd go to ChanhassenDT.com and check out the schedule when you can see her uh, singing the Jubilee songs and, and uh, Rumors and Dreams and a lot of other things as well. You know, this summer, uh, we have had some air quality issues, haven't we, around here? Whether it's from the uh, fires up north or whatever it is, air quality, when you don't have it, you know it, and it's uncomfortable. And it was a couple of years ago, I think, in the midst of maybe it was, I'm trying to think it was just probably when COVID hit, that uh, I got a hold of uh, Jeff and the crew over at AquariusHomeServices.com and I said, listen, I suffer from allergies and stuff, and now we got this COVID thing to worry about. Can you help me with uh, indoor, indoor air quality in my house? And I'm telling you, they can come over and help reduce and remove allergens, which was a big deal for me, dust, mold, viruses, bacteria, and humidity. And you're saying, wait a minute, I want to know more about that. Then I encourage you to call them at Aquarius Home Services or go to the website, AquariusHomeServices.com. Here's the beauty of why I'm telling you this. I've known Jeff. I remember when he started the business well over two decades ago. And uh, we have been buddies ever since and good friends. And I absolutely trust him. I trust his people that come over. You know, it's kind of a kick because the first time they come over, the second time, whatever it is. And I remember one of the... uh, uh, folks coming up to look maybe it was to clean the furnace or whatever it was came up and said gosh is it okay if i park on that side of your driveway and park on the street am i in the way and i think, shake my head going nobody's asked me if it's okay to park their truck there that's how they do business they're good at what they do by the way uh, the mega sale is still on for the Connecticut midsummer mega sale so if you want to reduce contaminants like lead and those forever chemicals which i was just reading about in the paper the other day you're hearing about them on the news. They can do that with the Connecticut water system too. 25% off right now. So that's fantastic news. Cool place, pardon the expression, if you want air conditioning too. It is AquariusHomeServices.com. 
and uh, I, I know you're going to like them. I, I've absolutely, I'm just thrilled with the work that they do. Mary Jane Allen, speaking of thrilled with the work that she does, is so good at what she does. But I did want to ask you, uh, Mary Jane, about the talking heads. What? Bring back that experience. Well, so that was um, David Byrne did a classical piece called The Forest. And he was touring nationally with, uh, with that. And he hired, um, I think it was six or eight singers from, you know, each city to do the choral parts. And so I was just one of the singers who got to do that. And um, it was just really interesting and really so uh, such a, you know, a, a step in a, outside the box for him. Now, of course, he does so many different things. I just saw he, he's got a Broadway show. Wow. Um, and so he's such a creative guy. And it was really a treat to do that. Were you ever close to moving kind of the Twin Cities to pursue music in other areas? I'm going to guess you pl- certainly had plenty of offers, I would bet. I, um, I really contemplated for a long time moving to Nashville mm-hmm. because I you know, I was told so many times, you know, you, if you lived in Nashville and you did what there, what you're doing here, you know, it would be great. And I, I, I think I just, I, just, I love Minnesota so much mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not even going to ever be one of those people that snowbirds in Arizona, <laughs> you yeah. know, I like to go there for a week or something, but I, I love Minnesota. I love the winters. I love the change of seasons. I love the people here. I just, I just never wanted to leave. So, what, your father was a university professor, as yes. I remember. He, um, so, and here you are. You're going into. You're falling in love with the arts mm-hmm. and music. And I remember when when I was, I majored in something completely different. Had a different career path and I ended up doing radio part-time in college. And then when I got my degree and I, <laughs> my dad says, you're not really going to do that for a living. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget it. How about when you go to music? Same thing. You're kind of, you know, it's, it's maybe not a solid career. It's not, it's not guaranteed. It's very competitive. I mean, most businesses are, but that it's a different beast. So did, did your father from academia say, you know, Mary Jane, I, let's think twice about this or not. Well, he, my dad was actually um, a college administrator. So when I was going to Mankato State, he was acting president of Mankato State. And, uh, you know, he knew that I was going to, and was very supportive that I was going to do music. But my dream was to be a classical flutist mm-hmm. in an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I started singing in bands and he was, uh, he's not going to be able to make my my jubilee coming up next weekend because he's 95 and but i said dad you know you get a pass because you have heard me sing more than anyone on this <laughs> yeah. planet and he came down to all the bars you know oh, <laughs> would d- hear wow. me sing and so i'll never forget telling him i'm you know i'm i'm not going to teach music mm-hmm. i'm going to be in a rock band and that's what I'm going to do. And he just said, okay, you know, and he never made me feel like that was a mistake. Yeah. And, um, you know, still really even 
up up until a couple of years ago, he would drive from, he lives in northern Minnesota, he would drive down to the Dakota to hear me sing or, you know, something big. He would drive down and, and uh, so. You've sang at a lot of venues. Yes. What stands out for you through those years, good or bad? Well, because I'm sure you've been in every sound environment possible. I, I have. And when I first started singing, there was no such thing as monitors. You know, we didn't have monitors. Yeah. And then we got two monitors, one on each side of the stage. And that was like a big deal because I could actually kind of hear myself singing. <laughs> um, but, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, uh, most of the places I played, except for the opening acts and the outdoor shows, were really pretty big, very smoky, very raucous bars and ballrooms. And there's a smell (laughs) that I swear, when I walk into bunkers to go hear someone, I still smell that smell. And it's beer, you know, it's stale beer and stale Mm -hmm. perfume and smoke. And I don't think those, those those scents ever leave a building like that because yeah. they're in the woodwork and they're in the yeah. probably carpet. in your clothes. Right. You exactly. Home, yeah. 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 So, so uh, concert wise of other performers, because of your schedule, all the things that you do and still do, did you ever find time to go? Is there anybody you ever went to watch or any concerts that stood out for you through the years that, that you weren't performing? Well, I, you know, of course I've, have gone to see most of my heroes. I haven't, I never got to see Joni Mitchell, which, you know, I I would love to see her, but I saw Linda Ronstadt probably four or five times. She's one of my heroes. I saw Emmylou Harris and I've seen Bonnie Raitt and James Taylor and Jackson Brown and all the, you know, songwriters that I love recently uh, saw Adele and saw, um, Paul McCartney the last time he was here and uh and and Pamela got two tickets to see Pam Taylor McNeil. Swift oh boy and I I'm a Swifty I, I love her yeah we are <laughs> and she called me she was so excited and I'm like oh I have a gig and I just you know the the irresponsible part of me wanted to <laughs> you know, call in sick or something, but I did the gig and it was just so hard. But so she, you know, but I, I would have loved to have seen that show. That's really cool. What, what is it about her? I mean, you're an entertainer, you're a successful singer. What, what is her magic? Well, she, she really does have magic and she's, uh, from what I hear, she is just wicked smart Mm -hmm. and 30 steps ahead of everybody else, which you, you know, she has to be to be where she's at. She is a songwriter. She's fearless in doing what she wants to do. I think it's just the brilliance of taking these records that were really taken away from her where she, you know, where someone else was owning her stuff and she goes in and re-records them and, and it, you know, her, her newest one is at the top of the charts, number one. Yeah. Um, you know, and she somehow when she's on stage, 
she makes you feel like when you, even when you see her, like I've watched everybody's reels and stories and video clips of her concert. And I, you know, she kind of, kind of comes across as like she could be your best friend. Yeah. You know, she's a great role model. Um, I just, I just think she's got, every, she's got it all. And she's stayed really true to what she wants to do. And I just, yeah. I love that's that's what I loved about Linda Ronstadt too. Even though Linda didn't write, she made all the songs feel like she wrote them. They yeah. were from her heart, and she you know would turn around and do you know um, uh, a, a Hank Williams song right next to an Elvis Costello song on the same record, and she would do a, you know her her Mexican music and uh, the Great American Songbook and. All along the line, people would tell her, this is just career suicide. Mm -hmm. And it never was. <laughs> no. So, she, yeah, she was beloved. Yeah. Yep. If you were to be the organizer of a concert and you had to pick three acts to perform, who would Mary Jane Allen put up on that stage? Well, do they have to be people who are still performing no. or just. No. Okay. Well. <clears throat> I would say my my ideal thing that I would love to go see would be would be Linda Ronstadt and let's see Linda Ronstadt, Joni Mitchell, and Bonnie Raitt. Those would probably be my. Wow. I would put those three and and, and Emmy Lou Harris would would open. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think I still have, what was the album? Quarter Moon in a oh, Ten Cent Town. One of my favorites. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love She that. was terrific. Yeah. Mary Jane, before you go, uh, you have a special show coming up real soon. I We were just talking about tickets before you came in here, uh, and it sounds like it is close to sold out, if not sold out. So I encourage anybody who's thinking about seeing you to do that. But can you kind of preview the show? It's 50 years of, of your career. What What's it going to be like? Yeah, it's uh, July 29th and 30th. It's uh, Saturday and Sunday. And <clears throat> I'm calling it, you know, 50 years of, of music in stories and song. And so I'll be doing, it's, it's going to be really fun for me to be able to go back and do um, some of my music that I wrote which I don't get to do too much anymore, along with some fan favorites I put on my Facebook music page. You know, if you came to hear me back in the 80s or the 90s or whatever, what song would you really love to hear me do? And so we, you know, kind of gathered some of those together. Oh, cool. I have Dan Chenard, who is my MC, and he'll be helping me with the storytelling part. And I'm going to tell some stories that I don't think anybody knows about me <laughs> and about my career. And some of some of it's not all that flattering. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure. And um, and so I'm really excited about it. And I, you know, it's just hard to believe that it's been. That has been 50 years. In July, July 1973 was my first my first gig for the public where I got paid. Wow. <laughs> and the, the next time you come back with you and Pamela, I do, because you uh, talked about how you fronted the band at a time when women weren't fronting, particularly rock and roll bands. Right. The Mary Jane Elm Band, which was turned out to be enormous and quite popular. So you're a bit of a maverick there, a bit of a pioneer in that department. So when you and Pamela come back together, 
I need to get some stories from both of you yeah. about being uh, a woman in the music industry at that time. We've got some stories. I'll bet you <laughs> I'll do. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll buckle our seatbelts. Exactly. When you come back, that'll, that'll really we'll be We'll have fun. to talk about exactly how far we want to go with oh, that. So. Well, it's a podcast that goes as far as you want to go. Uh, good luck with the shows. Uh, Thank uh, you and, so much. And, and I don't know if it's still appropriate, but break a leg if that's still Yeah, a, yeah. A People phrase. Still, still say that. Mary Jane, what have I left out? A lot of stuff. Anything we need. And oh. I'm glad you mentioned you and Pamela being uh, besties because <laughs> I said to Pamela, I said, I have, you two have to come together to this oh, podcast because yeah. it could get a bit out of hand, which it I could would really get out enjoy. Of hand. It could last for three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's got to be a, a date yes. somewhere down the, the road if, if we can. But congrats on 50 years. It's really hard to believe, Thank but you. your success has been. And by the way, the, can you tell me about the Emmy Award you won? So that was, I did a group of um, of CDs for, for children with a group called the Music Workshop for Kids. And um, we were on the same label as the Roaches. And they did a children's record, and Peter Hemmelman was also on oh, that, yeah. that label. And we did a concert at the Guthrie. Um, with the Roaches, and that won an Emmy Award. So, oh, well, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Man, you haven't missed many awards, so <laughs> well deserved too. Thank you. Well, Mary Jane, good to see you as always. You too. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, it's been God, a pleasure. It's, it's great to have you here. And again, if people want to know where you're going to be, I have a website. website? Yeah. Yep, MaryJaneAlm dot com, and I, you know, I I have to get on there and update my schedule. I think it only goes through August at the moment, so. I try really hard to stay on top of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I would do that, and, and we're seeing, and you'll have a few appearances at the Chanhassen yep. coming up as well. Yep. And our thanks to uh, all the folks that make this podcast possible, AquariusHomeServices.com. Here from the AquariusHomeServices.com studio, ChanhassenDT.com. Uh, propane, go to their website at Propane.com. You care. Thank you for being on the show as well. And StarBank.net. And again, uh, Davide, thank you as always for putting this together. Dave here. I will see you next time. And don't forget, you can download it at Apple, Spotify. Go to talknorth.com, wherever you get your podcasts, download it. And uh, and I would say in the last, particularly in the last couple of months, we've done Minnesota Musicians. And it's really been fascinating and fun. And so I want to make sure that you catch all of those that we've done in the last, well, the last year. I, Davide, I can't think of one show that we've done that I haven't enjoyed. And it, yeah, and it's the, the stories are so great. Mary Jane, great to see you again. Thank, Thank you. you so we'll much. see you next time on my first concert.